Joe Satriani with his summer song. We want to now talk about the evolution of seven-string guitars, because Ibanez is the company that, in the '90s, successfully put themselves on the map again with this new development. And I, for myself, thought, you know, the '90s, you know, seven-string guitars, tuned-down guitars, new metal. Ah,、oh, that was when it went downhill. But the truth is, seven-string guitars have been around for close to 250 years, and there are some pretty like simple reasons for that. So obviously, the first one is, if you want to have a bigger range on your guitar, you might need more strings, and that's something that people already knew back in the days. The second reason is, you have a lot more flexibility with your tuning. So you could really do some crazy stuff, or maybe you want to play something and you could do it because the standard tuning of a guitar wouldn't allow you to do it. Get an extra string, problem solved. And then the third one is actually an interesting one because back in the days it was pretty common to teach people to also use your thumb on the left hand when you're a right-hander to use your use your thumb to play chords. So the thumb would go over the top of the fretboard and help you. Uh, push down the bass or the lower strings, and that's something that we're not doing anymore today. Or actually, I don't know as many guitarists that still do it. But it's kind of obvious that a seven-string guitar has,、um, I guess, lots of advantages. So those have gone to Brazil, Mexico, Russia. All these countries are very famous for having their own distinct seven-string guitar models. But In the last century, there have only been very few guitarists who've actually been able to play a seven-string guitar and put it on the map. One of them was, for example, the jazz guitarist George Van Epps, who had a seven-string guitar which had been built by Epiphone in the late 1930s, and he also had a signature Gretsch guitar seven-string, which he played in the 60s and 70s. And this was kind of the first regular production. And his seventh string, he would tune it to A, but it was still a niche product. And then the first mass-produced seven-string guitar was the Ibanez UV7, which was Steve Vai's signature model. But it was also used by John Petrucci and lots of other guitar legends later on. So they kind of brought it back on the map. But I mean, Steve Vai is just this ultra-eccentric, over-the-top, hyper-technical kind of guy. It was not mainstream enough. But it really became mainstream in the '90s when Korn. Put it on the map with her 1994 debut album, and that then led、uh, into lots of guitarists. Could be thrash metal, new metal, metalcore, all these areas, also picking up seven-string guitars. And we're going to listen to Korn now and their guitarist Monkey playing an Ibanez YY10 with their song "Coming Undone." And I think this is also a clear signal. Of the future evolution of metal, because we were moving away from this kind of like faster thrash metal '80s scene to a more slower rhythm-based, tuned-down、uh, style that kind of still prevails today. So I hope you like this song. Alex and I were kind of joking that Corn would probably never make it onto our show, but I think this is a really good reason because Ibanez was the one company. Who was known for producing those seven-string guitars in the '90s and was really the most successful one,、uh, and selling them also back in the days. So here we go, Corn coming undone. 